to understand that we are followers of Christ. We are followers of Christ. And we are going to follow him into our future. In obedience, we are going to follow him. And we are going to follow hard. We are going to be determined and intentional in what we do. I don't hear anybody. We are going to be determined and intentional in what we do. Somebody say, I will follow you. Look up to God and say, I will follow you. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. The scripture for today, the scripture for today, and I want you to prepare your hearts. In the book of Ephesians, the fifth chapter, Ephesians, the fifth chapter, it simply says this. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children and walk in love. Walk in what? And walk in love. Walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us as an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. Let's go back again and read it. It says, Be ye therefore followers of God, followers of God, as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also hath loved us walk in love the way that Christ unconditionally cares for us walk in love that means love toward other people that means love that you show that means love in action walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and have given himself for us as an offering. And he gave himself as a sacrifice for our sins. Sacrifice to God as a sweet-smelling savor. Following God. Following God is something that has to be intentional. Just because you gave your life to Jesus does not mean you're following God. I'll say it again. There are a lot of people that are religious, but you're not, they're not really following God in totality. There are a lot of people that are churchgoers and calling themselves Christian, but their obedience to God is, is, is compromised. Following. In the book of Matthew, that word is used so many times. Following Christ, following, following. Jesus said in Matthew 16, 24, if any man wants to come after me, he's got to first deny himself, pick up his cross, and, and follow. He 
went and he, he called disciples in the fourth chapter of Matthew. He called the disciples, told them, drop your nets. Drop your nets. And I don't hear you. Drop your nets and follow. One disciple said, I've got my father died and I got to go bury him. He said, follow me and let the dead bury the dead. Seems a little cruel, but he was trying to give them the discipline. That's why they were called disciples. Disciples, disciplined ones. And he had to show them the true benefit of following. When you follow, you don't follow blindly. Following, you've got to have your eyes wide open because you must see the direction that God is leading through his word and through his leaders. I'll say it again. Through his word and through his leaders. You must see the direction that God is leading. Following means that you've got to be alert. Following means that you have got to be informed and that you've got to be connected. Following means that you've got to pay attention. Following means that you have got to be committed. Following means that you've got to be intentional. Amen. Not just religious, but intentional. I don't hear you. Following is not a, it's, it's not something that, that's to be looked down upon. I don't follow nobody. You have to follow. In order to become a leader, you must follow. Anyone who leads without being an obedient follower first will become a dictator. Will become abusive. And you never want to put your trust in someone who has not proven themselves by following and being submissive submitted to someone else's vision I don't hear I don't hear you being a follower means that you are strong enough to let someone else lead it doesn't mean that you're subjugated it doesn't mean that you're forced into this it means that you, through obedience to God and by the strength of your own temerity and, and your own character, you've been able to see the leadership quality in someone else and esteem it worthy and follow after it. Only a strong person can follow. I'll say it again. Only a strong person can follow. When weak people follow blindly, they, de they, they deify their leader. And, they, and all of their hope is hung on their leader. And, and all of their attention is on the leader, not for the good, but for the sake of their own brokenness. And they want their leader to fulfill their needs. And they want their leader to pay attention to them. And they want their leader to be at their beck and call. And, and they're disappointed if the leader doesn't. And that's not the job. 
The job of the leader is to take you into your destiny. Hello? The job of the leader is to take you into your destiny. When Moses tried to sit with the people one by one, he almost destroyed himself and the people. Because he thought that he had to be the individual personal leader for each and every one of the millions that followed him. I don't hear you. He was trying to please the needs and the dependency of the people instead of empowering them to follow. A leader has got to empower the people to follow. Not subjugate the people, but empower. I hope I'm talking to somebody. Empower the people. And as he sat with the people one by one, his father-in-law, Jethro, came up to him and said, Moses, what you're doing is not a smart thing. It's not a good thing. This will wear you out. And the people won't have a leader. Hallelujah. The leader has got to empower the follower with strength. The leader has got to infuse the follower with vision. The leader has got to equip the follower with the word of God and with, the, with, with what their purpose really is in order for them to square their shoulder and to walk in the path of righteousness and follow them into the destiny. For every true follower will one day become a leader. Oh, that was just a, that was just a pity clap. I'm trying to talk to you. You're not following to stay in the background forever. You are following to learn the ropes. You are following to catch the vision. You are following to see your future. You are following to know who you are called to be. I don't hear anybody here. Somebody say, I will follow you. Holler, I will follow you. Man, come on. Elisha made it plain. Elisha made it plain. Elijah, I'm not just following you. I'm not just following you blindly. But there's an intention behind this. There's an intention behind me following you. From pillar to post, from place to place, from city to city. Being obedient, learning, seeing what you do and how you do it. Holding you up, holding you, and defending you. Telling the school of the prophets to be quiet because I know why I'm following him. You don't need anybody to stop you from following. You don't need anybody to make you feel like you're less than because you follow. You're not following like people think you're following. You're not brown nosing. You're not just trying to, to, to push up on somebody. But you see something that causes you to take heart and to see your future. I don't hear anybody here. 
You just following that Donnie McCricket. You just following Donnie McCricket because he's a singer, because he's a celebrity. You're not following a celebrity. You're following a leader that's taking you into your future. And in the words of Paul, you're only following me as I. If I stop following Christ, you got to stop following me. I don't hear anybody here. The day I go left and stop doing what God called me to do is the day you unhook. Because you can only follow that which is righteous. You can only follow that which has purpose. You can only follow that which is leading you into your destiny. Elisha, why are you following Elijah? Because he put a mantle on me. Well, what does that mean? That means that I got to leave what I'm doing. And I got to follow my future. Some people are just mocking time. They got disappointed and they start doing their own thing because it didn't happen the way they thought it was going to happen. But you got to keep following. Some people gave up their aspirations and their goals and God showed them their future. But because of time and circumstances, they dropped it and they backed up and they said maybe I was wrong and they slowed their gait and they started to pedal backwards. Shame. Because you backed away from your future. What you've got to learn how to do is to follow regardless of what storm it leads you into. You got to follow God regardless of what storm it leads you into. I ain't never been through so much since I, since I joined this church. I've been through so much. I don't understand. Don't, don't, don't worry about it. God will reveal it. There's a, there's a song that the saints used to sing. Farther along. That means you got to keep following. Farther, not farther, farther along, we'll know all about it. Doesn't make sense right now, but keep following. Because farther along, we'll understand why. No matter what you're struggling with, cheer up, my brother. Live in the sunshine. Even though it don't make sense right now, don't stop following because you'll understand it better. I don't hear the old saints. You'll understand it better. By and by. If you keep following, God will show you the benefit and you'll be glad you kept pace. You'll be glad you kept pace. <laughs> Elisha, there's a man to put on you. Uh, God time that that more. Give me 15 more minutes and we'll be done. Elisha, there's a, there's a mantle put on you. While you were minding your own business and tending to your flocks. A man, a strange man. Hallelujah. Just came and took his mantle off. Put it on your shoulders. And then just walked away. Without any instruction. He understood his destiny. Was wrapped up in obedience to this guy. He understood that there's something about this man that's going to lead me into greater. 
Somebody say, lead me into greater. Because you're not following for meager. You're following for greater. So, I said, you're, you're not following for meager. You're following for greater. You're not following just to keep pace with me. But you're following one day to supersede me. You, you, you don't understand. I'm telling you that if you're going to follow, you've got to follow with expectations of greater. If you're going to obey, you got to obey believing that my obedience will lead me into greater. I don't hear anybody here. If you're going to submit, you got to submit wholeheartedly. Knowing that my submission will lead me into greater. I'm not doing this just to be a brown noser. I'm not doing this just to be a mindless follower. But I'm doing this to get into my prosperity. I'm doing this to go into my destiny. Somebody how I will follow. Softly, organ. I'm following you, Elijah. All right, but I want you to wait right here while I go across and go to Gilgal. Wait for me. Elijah said, what? I didn't leave home just to stand here and wait. Wherever you going, I'm going. As God lives and as my soul lives, I will not depart from you. I'm not going to leave you because I got to see what you do. I got to see your relationship with God. I got to see how you interact with God. Because there's something in your life that's going to affect my life. And I don't want to miss one moment of it. I wish I had somebody who understood. It's not a subservient kind of slavery. It's a purpose. And there are going to be demonic assignments to get you off of your purpose. There will be people, Gabby, that speak into your spirit, that whisper in your ear, you just following a man. Not so. I'm following who God put me under because he's about to take me over. He's about to bring me into my destiny. And I'm not going to let you taint and cause there to be a bitterness in me I'm not going to let you put that seed in me because I got to follow him over to Gilgal I got to see what he's going to do because he's only been called to serve me y'all miss that altogether. the leader's only been called to serve the follower y'all missing this 
Somebody say the leader is only called to serve and lead the follower. There is a heavy weight on the shoulder of the leader. It's not a position of prominence. It's a position of responsibility. Because the leader must recognize that everyone that's following is an assignment from God. There's no need for a leader without followers. Hallelujah. The importance of the leader is in the leadership of the follower. Am I confusing you? I got to end. I got to end. I got 15 minutes. Hallelujah. And the leader has the sense of responsibility, Minister Kim. It's on the leader's shoulders. Because you got to give an account for everybody that's following. And you got to lead them into their destiny, not yours. You got to lead them into their destiny. They're not there to big you up. I don't hear anybody. They're not there to make you great. They're not there to show as your entourage. They are your responsibility. To whom much is given. I want every leader in this room to hear me. Oh, those are my people. They're not your people. The follower is not your people. We got to stop this bad culture. This bad religious culture. Yeah, doc, my people, my people, doc, yeah, my people, my... You don't have any people. I thought I'd get a better amen than that. Y'all, 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 y'all too low, y'all too low. If y'all gonna follow me, y'all got to walk a little faster. You don't have any people. I told all, told all of our leaders, our department leaders, our ministers, don't call the people in your department my people. They're not yours. How are you going to lay claim to something that God birthed out? I don't hear nobody. How are you going to lay claim to something that God birthed out? That's like somebody calling my son their son after I done had him. You better hear what I'm telling you. My people, my people. No, you, I, I refuse to let ministers say that. I refuse to let pastors sit in my presence and say, my people. No, sir. No, ma'am. And you need to get an attitude. I, I follow, but I'm not your people. We are his people. No, no, nobody over here? Okay, I'll talk to y'all over here. We are his people. We are the sheep of his pasture. We belong to God. I don't belong to any man. I belong to the king of kings. I may follow a man, but I'm only following him as he's following my father. If he's not following my daddy, I can't follow him. I don't hear nobody in this house. There's a responsibility that the leader has. The leader must give an account for all the followers. The leader must protect the followers. 
Why? Because they're not his. You gotta, if you're a babysitter, you got to protect that child. So that when that child is given back over to their parent at the end of the day, there's no wound, there's no scar, there's no bad story. You got to protect that child like it's yours. And remember that it's not. I'll say it again. You got to protect that child like you would protect yours while remembering that it's not your child. When you remember that the child belongs to someone greater, you give more respect to how you treat them. Oh, y'all are making me. When you realize that this child belongs to one greater, you don't just, you just don't treat them badly. Y'all better hear me. Ministers, ushers, all y'all, you don't just treat them badly. You can rebuke with love. Mm -hmm. But you can't rebuke and count anybody out. You got to remember, we are his people. The sheep of his pasture. Well, pastor, you kind of rough sometimes. I know. As a father figure. As a father figure. Pastor must be a little stern at times and be rebuke at times, but got to do so in love. Remembering that these are not my people. And if the pastor Donnie does it wrongly, then the pastor must go back to the person. Because the pastor is not above apology. The pastor is not above apology. And the pastor must humble himself and remember that the responsibility is to lead that person. Not to discard that person. Lead that person. Well, that person crazy. Oh, that's not mine to do. Hallelujah. And there have been many times, I've, I'm sorry, I, I done lost the the congregation. There have been many times I've had to go back to certain people and apologize. Because after I got into Donnie, after I got into Donnie, because Donnie's dangerous. Y'all laughing, so are you. Donnie's dangerous. Because Donnie may have a bad morning, just wake up with an attitude for no reason. Donnie may be frustrated with somebody else and take it out on an innocent. Y'all not hearing me. Donnie's dangerous unbridled. Donnie's dangerous from outside of the blood. Donnie's dangerous when he doesn't follow the Holy Ghost. Donnie's dangerous as a leader that may be in his own stuff. And when Donnie steps out of line, as a leader of integrity, Donnie must humble himself. Amen. Not only to God, but to the precious cargo. Y'all not hearing him. To the precious cargo. Because the people that follow are precious cargo. Cargo. 
let, let me. I heard a preacher once get up, and I saw it online. Preacher got up and declared to the people, you're not here to get a word. You're here to exact me and my wife's dream. And if you happen to get a word, that's good. But you're here to follow the vision that God gave me and my wife for you. And I sat back, watch your tone, watch your tone, watch your tone. But we will not call disparaging names. That's not our job to call the person arrogant. It's not our job to rebuke an elder. Be very careful. There's a culture in today's Christianity that is reckless. And the people say whatever they want to say about the leader. I don't care how wrong they were. A leader can rebuke a leader. But the people cannot. And I will not allow you to hurt yourself by speaking ill of a leader no matter what form they're in. Are y'all hearing me? And the reason why I had to do that quickly is because I had to rebuke that so it doesn't go further. That's the job of a leader. I know, I know that wasn't going to get too many claps, but I'm not looking for claps. I'm looking to save your life. And the leader made that declaration and it hit me in my chest. For my job is to make sure that you don't follow my vision, but you follow his vision. My job is to make sure that you follow his vision for your life. Not my vision for your life. The, the, the job of the leader is to make sure that he realizes, she realizes that the people are so precious to God. And the only reason why God would hook the person up to follow you is because he trusts you to take care of them. Because he trusts you to take care of C-sharp. Because he trusts you to take care of him. This job is not easy. But God gives grace. Your task is not easy because the cultures have changed so much that now there's a sense of complacency amongst the followers. And they now have the ability to choose in a, in a specific kind of way what they're going to do. Boutique obedience. Based on what I feel, based on what fits me best. Yeah, I'll do this, but I'm not doing that. Yeah, I'll do this, it's not too taxing, but no, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. And that stymies your growth. That stymies your growth. There were a couple of million followers that Joshua inherited. And when they went to Jericho and God told them, don't take anything, they were supposed to follow his instructions. Somebody say follow. 
They were supposed to follow Joshua's instruction because it came from God. He said, don't take anything from here. Nothing, nothing at all. No clothing, no, no, no precious metals, no money. Take nothing. Destroy everything. And the monies that are there, bring it into the treasury for the Lord's usage. But you keep nothing for yourself. And one moment of disobedience can cause a very serious infraction. And one follower out of millions, one follower out of millions decided to disobey. And this man by the name of Achan took some clothing and, and took some, some gold and, and buried it under his tent. And then they went the next the next call of God was to go to Ai and fight and to destroy Ai. And they lost 36 men in Ai after God said that if they obeyed, they would never lose one man. And when they came back and told Joshua, we lost. It's a small town. Only got about 3,500 people in the town. And when they came back to Joshua and told him, we lost 30. We didn't do too bad, but we lost 36 men. Joshua said, 36? Yeah, but we got hundreds of thousands of soldiers. But we lost 36. And he went back to God and said, God, you made a promise. You promised that if we followed you, we wouldn't lose one man. Today we lost 36. And God said, get up off of your knees. Stop talking to me. Because the evil thing is in your camp. The disobedience is in your camp. A follower disobeyed in your camp. And I'm not even going to tell you who he is. You got to find him. But there are millions, but you got to find him. And until you find him, I will no longer be with you. Disobedience of the follower can cause there to be a rift in the ministry. I want you to internalize this, personalize this. Am I really following? Or am I doing this my way? He said, until you get that evil thing out of your camp, I will no longer be with you. And God stepped back, shut down. And Joshua took it so seriously that he went clan by clan, found nothing, went tribe by tribe, found nothing, went family by family, out of millions. There wasn't just about 100,000. There were millions of followers. And all the time he's doing this, God shut down. Because God is not obligated to honor disobedience. When family by family found nothing, then he went man by man until he found one man by the name of Achan. This is very serious because your disobedience impedes your progress. 
you stop following, it only slows you down. I will follow you. I will follow you. I will follow you. I will follow you. Yes, I will follow you. Jesus, I will follow you. I've gotten thus far by learning how to follow. When people told me that I was being abused and you don't need to give that kind of, uh, of dedication to a man, family members as well as friends told me, you, you know, you're, you're, you're doing too much. You don't, you don't need to give that kind of dedication to a man. They're using you. They're abusing you. I had to be like Elisha was with the school of the prophets and say, be still. I know what's happening. And if this is the lot that I must travel, then so be it. But I will not leave the assignment of following this person into my future. And in so doing, God gave me focus. Because some of the things that I was led into, I needed to experience. And there's no one that, in, in, in good intentions, although they may have had them, you can't stop me from going through the trying of my faith. Because it's going to work out for my good. And God will lead you and, and things go wrong and, and things go, go haywire and, 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 and people leave and, and people say this and people act a certain way. Well, I tried to tell you that you shouldn't have followed. No, no, I had to follow. Because the persons that left me had to go. And if I hadn't followed into this storm, they would have stayed there and kept me held back. <laughs> but I left them because they weren't made for the storm that I could take. I don't hear anybody. They, they turned around and they, they disconnected from me because where I was going, they couldn't handle it. God took me through the storm to shake me loose from their opinion, from their slowing me up. I don't hear anybody. Anybody here got that testimony? That God took you through some things just so you could lose weight. So you could lose the weight of the persons that were holding you back by their opinion. You had to follow into a storm. But in so doing, God tempered you. God, God tempered you. He, he, he proved you. He strengthened you. Now you're stronger than you've ever been simply because you followed. You didn't mindlessly follow. You followed with intention, with purpose. I traveled years ago. For nine years, I traveled with a specific evangelist. I won't name him. 
And every month we would be in another country. And Brother Donnie sing, and Brother Donnie sing. And we sat down one night. We always had dinner after we ministered. And sat down one night in, in uh, I forget what, it was Malaysia. And he said, Brother Donnie, you know, you're, you're so faithful. Why are you here? I said, I'm not here to get your approval. I'm here to get twice what you got. My name is Elisha. I'm here to get that deposit. And so I will follow you. I say, until I see you caught up. Y'all don't hear me. And that's the only reason why I'm here today is because the people that I followed, I went through some storms with them. But I never left it. Because I know that through this storm, I'm coming out all the stronger, all the more empowered. And I, I got I to gotta stop. I, I'm, I'm over time. If you read the story of Elijah and Elisha, they didn't talk much. They didn't talk much. There wasn't any specific ABC instructions. Just follow me. There wasn't any, when you get here, do this. Just follow me. Follow me. Stay here. Nope, you told me to follow you. I'm following you. I'm committed to this. I'm committed to you. I'm committed to the anointing on your life. I'm committed to the God that you serve. I'm committed. I will follow. So when we got to Jericho, when we got to the Jordan, he said, stay here while I cross this Jordan. He said, no, I told you two times before, I ain't leaving you. And then the, the very man that laid the anointing and the mantle on him turns around and says, what do you want from me? Wait a minute, you called me. You laid that anointing on me. But even with that, he didn't get in his feelings. He never got in his feelings. What do you want from me? He ain't telling us, hey, hey, who are you talking to? I was minding my business and you stopped me from doing what I was doing. I wouldn't be here today if you hadn't laid that mantle on me. I was good before I met you. He didn't do that. You got to be able to pull your feelings in. Am I making sense to anybody? You got to pull your feelings in. Because it's not about what I feel right now. It's about my purpose. And God, you're allowing this to happen to prove me. Hallelujah. You're allowing this to happen to prove me. Remember, God had to harden Pharaoh's heart. Pharaoh was ready to let them go. But God, in order to prove his power and to show Moses the power that he invested in him, there had to be an antithesis. Is that the right word? Yeah, I'm just going to be now. There had to be an antithesis. There had to be something to go against it. And when Pharaoh was ready to let it go, God said, no, I haven't proved that. I got, I got to show Moses something. So harden his heart. Make it hard on Moses. And see him trust me. Make it hard on them and let them see my power. Sometimes you go through a hardness with people because God wants you to see him in this.
Sometimes God lets people go amok to prove to you that he's with you. If you hold your peace, he fights your battle. I'm talking to somebody right now. And you can't get in jumping in your feelings and go toe to toe. You got to back up and understand that this that I'm going through, you got to have a Joseph spirit. You got to follow God so tough that you, no matter where he leads you, whether it's into a pit or whether it's to part of his house or whether it's to prison, it's going to end up in the palace. Did you hear me? Whether it's in the pit, whether it leads you to part of his house to be falsely accused, whether it's to go to the prison after the false accusation, it's ultimately going to lead you. If you follow, it's going to lead you to the palace. I will follow you. I will follow you. I will follow you. Lord, I will follow you. Yes, I will follow you. Jesus, follow you. Somebody just raise your hand and say, I will follow you. I will follow you. You've got to say it with your heart. Sing to the Lord, say, I will follow you. Yes, I will Jesus. Can somebody just say it out of your heart? Just say, I will. Oh, no, Babashi. Raise your hands, raise your voice, and say, to sing with all your heart. Tell the Lord, I will follow you. I will follow you. I will follow you. Tell the Lord today, I will follow you. Yes, I will follow you. Jesus, Everyone standing. Everyone standing. My time is up. 
it is something that you must do in strength it is something that you must do in strength Aaron and her followed Moses because Moses needed their strength and their support as he led the leader needs the followers support as he leads The leader needs the follower's support as he leads. When the follower backs away from the responsibility of supporting the leader, then the leader can't adequately lead the follower into the future. When they're fighting the battle and Moses' arms are raised, as long as Moses' arms are raised, they win the battle. But when he starts to weaken because of the length of the battle and his arms start to come down, they start to lose. And Aaron and her realize something's different. And they paid attention to the leader. Somebody say, pay attention to the leader. Somebody say, pay attention to the leader. And they paid attention to the leader. And they noted something strange. Whenever Moses' arms come down, we start to lose the battle. But as long as his arms are up, we're on top. And they themselves, who followed Moses, Grab each an arm. And when Moses got tired, ah, yeah! and, when, and when Moses got tired, they would jump and run and grab his arms and say, no, no, no. If this battle is dependent on you as the leader, hold his arms up. You followers, hold your leader's arms up. Don't let his arms fall. Don't let his arms fall. There is a codependency. There is a co dependency the followers need a strong leader and the leader needs attentive followers pay attention to your leader pray for your leader don't let anybody tear your leader down hold your leader in high regard Ward off the attack of the enemy against your leader in your prayer. If you're going to follow, follow as a support. And if you're going to follow, follow as an intentional person. If you're going to follow, follow with purpose. Father, I thank you for this word and I pray that it has reached the heart of your people. Today was an unusual service. Father God, Father God, let these that follow, follow hard after you. Let these that follow, follow into their strength and leadership. Let them follow intentionally to prepare for their leadership. These that follow, let
Let them endure hardness as a good soldier and not leave their assignment but to follow throughout every course of life until they are put at the front of the line to lead. In your name, Jesus. And give us as your body to follow you, the head of the church, to follow you, the head of the church, until we see you face to face. In your name, Jesus. Let every intentional and purpose-driven follower give God an explosive praise right now. You've got an explosive praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, take a deep breath. Follow, follow. Give God an explosive praise. Glory to God. Glory to God. Everyone standing. Everyone standing. I feel, I feel the presence of the Lord. And although the service is about to end, don't let the worship end. Although the service is about to end, do not let the worship end. Take it in your car with you. Take it home with you. Continue at home. And commit yourself. Commit yourself to follow hard after God. To increase your relationship with God. Please. Because in this last day, the Christian must be Christian. In this last day, we cannot be marginalized. We must be truly died in the wool Christian. And the only way to do that is to stay close to God. Stay close to Him. Stay close. And if you think you're close enough, you've got another think coming. God calls you. Draw me close to you. Never let me go. I've got to go. I'd lay it all down. Again, to hear you say that I'm your friend, oh Lord God, you are my desire, oh, no one else will do, for no one else can take you. I want to feel the warmth of your embrace. Help me find my way. Bring me back to you. Thy will be done. 
Jesus, we offer you this opportunity. I want your attention real quickly. If there's anyone in this room that says, hey, Pastor McGurkin, I understand that my life needs Jesus and I have to follow him and I know that I'm not right with God right now. But please, I want to give my life to Jesus. If there's anybody in this room that says, I want you to pray for me because I want to give my life to the Lord. At the count of three, raise your hand. One, two, three. Raise that hand. Raise that hand. Raise that hand. Is there one? And anyone that's watching right now, if you've fallen away and you want to give your life to the Lord, let's pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray for everyone whose heart is broken and they're in a spirit of repentance and they want their sins washed away as only your blood can do. Your blood is still efficacious. It still cleanses from sin. So Lord God, I pray that everyone that's praying out of a sincere heart, that Lord, you would please wash them clean. Give them. That's it. That's it. Give them. Give them forgiveness of all sin. In the matchless name of Jesus, your name above every name. And we thank you. Everybody repeat after me, Lord Jesus, I accept you as my Savior. I come back to you. Take me in your arms. Wash away all my sin. Give me new life. You are my God. I want to live for you. So I give you my life for the rest of my life and by your grace through my faith today I am saved now if you prayed that prayer earnestly if you prayed that prayer earnestly there are four words on your screen right now I prayed that Type those four words exactly as you see them. No emojis, no special words. Make sure your spelling is correct. I prayed that prayer. And our ministers will note, they will be alerted, and we will reach out to you from Perfecting Faith Church. We're, we're about 20 minutes over time. But I thank God for every one of you that have been with us today. I want to remind you that in November, we're going to have a special worship service here. It's called The Kingdom Call. And I want to invite every singer and every musician that is excellent, 18 years old and, uh, and over, 18 and over, I want you to be a part of this in the New York, New Jersey area. And if you feel the leading of the Lord and you have an exceptional, somebody say exceptional. Somebody say exceptional. An exceptional gift of singing an exceptional gift of musicality to play an instrument exceptional not in the process not in the making but exceptional and you have a heart of worship and you refuse to live a compromised life and you're a good member of the church that you belong to in good standing we're going to have auditions for you on this coming Saturday this coming Saturday September 18th 12 to 6 we're going to be in auditions those that are singers from 12 to 3 be here before time 
12 to 3 we would be for the singers, 3 to 6 would be for the musicians. Join us. And then after we're finished, there'll be about 60 or 70 great singers that are chosen and about 15 or 16 great musicians that will be playing. And we will fill this place with song and we will worship God in the beauty of holiness in this new move called the Kingdom Call. Somebody praise God. If you want to register to be a part of the Kingdom Call, if you want to register, you go to kingdomcall.live. Kingdomcall.live. If you go there, you will find a registration for you to fill out, and it's only for New York, New Jersey area, 18 and older. Those of you that are exceptional singers, exceptional musicians that don't have a platform, we're going to lend you this platform, and it will be to the glory of God. Go to kingdomcall.live. Live. Put that on the screen for me, Bobby. Go there, fill out the registration form in its entirety. And if you have any, any trouble with it, go back at it again. Kingdomcall.live. And when you go there, you'll be able to see all of the different fields that you should fill out. I look forward, I look forward to seeing you on this coming Saturday. It's only for those who are exceptional. This is not a Sunday best. This is literally with purpose. It's not industry, it is ministry. So if you're interested in doing so, being a part of, and you meet the criteria, go to kingdomcall.live and fill out the registration. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I love you all. God bless you from Perfecting Faith Church, where ministry means people. Walk in the favor of God.